Um, I, I just want uh, to, like before we before we get into this, uh, uh, do we want to reveal the fact that I'm uh, a host at the end, like we did with Dom, or do we want to? Mm. I don't know. Maybe this should just be it. I was just gonna say, is this <laughs> maybe, the reveal? Is this the reveal this right is now? How we do it? <laughs> I don't know. This is my moment. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we don't have to. Have it. <laughs> I, I I'll tell you what I had thought. I I had run into you guys. I had thought this whole thing where like at the end of the episode we do like a sketch, an improvised sketch, which always goes so well. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're like an yeah. improvised sketch that I always insist on us doing, even though um you can listen to any of our commercials for merch. We're just uh, too. We're all too insane to stick to the premise. <laughs> Uh, usually, like a dark portal opens somewhere. We just can't help but <laughs> yeah. add it to the story. Yeah. But like my my idea was, you know, near the end of the episode, we did this thing. We're like, oh, and uh, Kevin, you're you're about. Thanks for joining us. You're gonna get on get on the bus. But what? If, <laughs> but oh, but oh no, the bus driver's dead. You guys are gonna stay here with us forever. And then like, I don't know what that implied though. It implied that like we're hell, I guess. And. I don't know. I love that this whole time we've been taking a bus to do this show. <laughs> I think we should have. I, I think we should have probably like built that up in the fiction beforehand and been like, okay, when yeah. a guest comes on the show, they arrive in a bus, right? The guest so we're going to do the bus yeah. shtick, and yeah. then they then they go away in the bus. But the bu- the bus driver, if he dies, then. <laughs> I guess no more guests. Or... It's, it's kind of also making it be like a little bit like you're not going to care that the bus driver's dead if you've never met them or heard, you know, no. Right, right. About no, them. it's like you're, Chad, you're right. It's a good thing we didn't set up the bus thing because then everyone would have cared about like Franklin, the bus driver that we would have always talked about. God, Franklin, he had he had so many kids to feed. <laughs> he had so many kids. Oh, God. He, if he hadn't been part of the fucking Quiverful movement and had 17 <laughs> goddamn kids. Quiverful? Frank- I don't know what the quiver. I want now. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. What is it? I, uh, what? <laughs> Hold on. Is this the, implying that our penises have a quivered, uh, a quiver full of of babies in them? I mean, I guess so. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it. I mean, I want to like be respectful to the quiver full movement. Also, I don't because they are killing the planet. Um, <laughs> the quiver, the quiver full movement. I'm, yeah. yeah. Qu- okay. Quiverful is according to Wikipedia. This is the top oh. thing. Is a theological position held by some conservative Christian couples mm-hmm. who belong to Christian denominations that see children as blessings from God. It thus encourages procreation, abstaining from all forms of birth control, including natural family planning and sterilization. There's a tremendous amount of khaki pants in the quiverful mo- movement pictures, <laughs> like the image search. <laughs> Holy shit! Sorry. Go yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I trying to find the original quote, but I remember when I first heard about it years ago, around the time that like TLC was doing all the like eighteen kids and counting shows. Like, mm-hmm. Can you get a load of this <laughs> shit? Uh, like it was that quiverful was that each child is an arrow in the quiver of God. God, <laughs> God has a bow and arrow now. Well, yeah, but he's gonna fire you. Well, your arrow is your semen slash your children, I guess. Okay. And that, like, the more arrows you have, the more chances God has to kill Satan. Hit, kill Satan, I guess. Like, hit the bullseye. Like, hit Satan in his weak point. For each one of damage. us. Each one of us is a warrior against Satan. Yes. Okay. I'm. I'm on board with how this. About, how about God hit the fucking archery range and practice a little more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get good, God. It's a poor craftsman who blames his tools. If like. This dude needs one arrow, and he got it 2,000 years ago. Maybe the owner of Dockers prayed really hard to God and was like, <laughs> I need money, God, and you can't be good at shooting your arrow. We need to make a lot of arrows so I can sell, I can sell my khaki pants. <laughs> 
John, John Docker prayed really hard. No one buys khaki pants unless there's religious pressure. Sure. Yeah, at least your or your middle school makes you wear them for Catholic middle right, school. Like I right. Yeah, God Same. said, make them wear khakis. Same. So that so that no one's butts are flattering. I think I own a pair of khakis. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's you don't want them to be too sexy. You don't want the butts looking too good. You no, know? but I will say when someone's butt was good in khakis, that was a good butt. That you was knew like, that they yeah. that they were they were like it was a true test. It was like the like the pee <laughs> test where like, where you're like I can see the good butt in that. That's a princess's <laughs> butt. So yeah, quiverful quiverful movement. Is it is shooting? Yeah, you just want to get Shoot as your many shot. kids as possible. It also feels a little bit like we need to, you know, bolster the white people numbers as much as we can. It feels a little bit. There's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of there is a there is like a race war sort of there's sort a, of energy small, to it. Yeah, yeah. There's always a little bit of that to it for sure. Listen, if someone listens to this podcast, it's like I'm a quiverful kid. Please, <laughs> I would love to hear what it's like to grow up with 16 kids uh-huh. and all of you are homeschooled by the same mom who couldn't keep on one lesson plan. I would love to know. <laughs> I feel like the trajectory pun slightly intended for a quiverful kid (laughs) (laughs) is probably to be like, I am never fucking if this is the consequence. Yeah. Oh, you think you think they're like, no, just saying I I escaped Catholicism and now I feel guilty about nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've rebounded the other way. You've gone the full other way then. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's that's a lie. I escaped capital. I escaped Catholicism, and I feel guilty. About I was going to say, I simply feel guilt about everything. I'm feeling all yeah. of your guilt. I think. <laughs> so I guess you, I guess you can still fuck if you're post quiver, but like it's begrudgingly. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a little bit more of a fear of it, right? That's like, what I'm saying. Like it's like a you're you're teaching abstinence through the through the abstinence of abstinence in your in your as you're as you're like a, the adult is like I'm going to fuck so crazy that these kids are like. Do not. I will never fuck because I do not want to be a. Per- I don't want to be a party to that. Must be. Must be a lot of pressure to get married because I assume that's part of it, right? It's not like it's not like a free love. Oh, sort I don't of think movie. it's just like I don't think it's just like go around and lay pipe everywhere. I don't. No, think no, it's no. Like... Yeah, it's get married and and lay pipe. Sing. You're gonna build a a you know a pipe works at your house. <laughs> You have the best plumbing possible in your yes, house. Yes, your house will have incredible plumbing. It's the what's the um uh forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's the it's Kenneth character in that the guy who plays Kenneth in Thirty Rock. <laughs> oh, he's like, why would God put a jungle gym, a playground next to next a to sewage. a sewage sewage? Yeah, yeah, like he's like it's, he. You're feeling that level of terror about sex. Honestly, that's one of the best arguments against sex I've ever heard. Like that would yeah. that joke line on that movie. I'm like, yeah, why is why are the dick and balls down there? I mean, it sounds like you've never had fun in a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> There's all sorts of fun things down there. Just <laughs> yeah. Come on, kids. It's crazy down here. Kevin, with that argument, you are invited to be a full-time host of this show. Yeah, yeah that's how it happens. Host counselor Kevin. And your first order as new host, kill Franklin the bus driver who drives guests here. <laughs> He's like in the parking lot. You can see him from here just waving. He's idling in his bus. <laughs> reading reading a book, I'm trying to better his life. Kevin, do it. All right. I, I, I take a deep breath and hold it, and I center my sights on Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> and you shoot your arrow, your mini arrows. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Franklin. Empty your quiver, Kevin. Empty your quiver to Franklin. Do it. I want to see you do it. You, li- you live You live by the quiver. You die by the quiver. <laughs> Kevin, put in a few. Put in a few. Uh, put in a Boromir sound here. <laughs> <laughs> 
blow the horn. <laughs> Just the right. seven different arrows going into him. Uh. Yeah, uh, Franklin manages one last like horn toot on the bus before dying. Just a... <laughs> and somehow the horn on his bus is cut in two and falls over a waterfall. Man, Lord of the Rings is great. That was a great book and a great movie. I'm reading yeah. it right now, and okay, like it's a great book, and I haven't read it since I was younger. But dude, I get it, J.R.R. <laughs> you like a lot of trees, and you know a lot of trees. <laughs> But you're not doing anything for me when you're talking about all these kinds of trees. I'm all I'm hearing is tree, 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 tree. <laughs> trees a lot. I don't remember there being a lot of trees. Dude, I'm reading it too, and that bitch loves trees. <laughs> book one. Book one is fifty percent trees. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fifty percent trees and like three hundred percent Tom Bombadil. Oh sure. goodness! I don't know if I love that guy or hate that guy, but he is so weird and present. He is there. He's very. <laughs> I there. will forever be mad. We didn't somehow get. I get why not. Why they didn't get a movie version of Tom Bombadil in there? It, I get it. I totally get most of the changes to yeah. the the movie because honestly i just got through um the council at rivendell and it Mm -hmm. is just like paced awful oh yeah they talk way too much in that council that chapter is like 25 percent of the i know we're throwing around a lot of percents they're not gonna add up i promise you (laughs) there's 60 percent trees 35 percent rivendell (laughs) the other 45 of the mines of moria 150 percent bad math (laughs) (laughs) and 100 percent reason to remember the name (laughs) <laughs> there it is. Um I mean I I I like it a lot. I I kind of get where um J R or George R R Martin is coming from where like Tolkien is just skipping over the feasts. Uh-huh, like, right, right. We go we go and eat with the elves and we're told uh dinner was served and then we bounce and it's like what do the elves eat? Like what do they got going on? I really want to know. <laughs> That's that's the Redwall series. I was just right? gonna that's, say. Yeah. I was just gonna say. Yeah. Brian Jacques is the the he's like the the universe's answer to J.R.R. Tolkien because he's like we're gonna talk about the flag the flagons of red currant ale and uh-huh. and, mm. and tarts and and cheeses and all kinds. And it was of all fun made stuff. by bunnies and squirrels. So it's oh cute my too. god! Oh, and the it delicious and the cute. moles have ladles and they call it zoop, not soup. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. You got to read yourself some jocks, baby. Are are the moles like dwarves? Because that'll yes. get me in there. Um, Absolutely. I would say this. I don't remember the mole. I, I would say the salamander. Salamanders? Wait, no. Salamanstrom is their like castle. The uh, badgers are the yes. dwarves, I would say, of the... Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe even like, would you say dwarves or like just... I mean, maybe barbarians. It, maybe like a like a barbarian. Yeah, or like, or not to jump genre, but like the Archons from StarCraft. I feel like the Badgers are like <laughs> the big bruisers. Badgers are def OP. If they had had a couple Badgers at Redwall when it was invaded, oh my things would have been fine. <laughs> things would have been fine. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm interested. Kevin, we we have ordained you to join us on, on this coverage of another Goosebumps book. Uh, and... Boy, oh boy! Um, this one, this one's a real book. It's it's this book is a ride. It's a full on ride. It is a ride. It is a ride. <laughs> um, I I actually really like this one. Uh, uh maybe I, I'm I debated uh, up until opening my mouth if I was going to say really liked or just liked. So <laughs> kind of in the middle. Yeah. Now you've set yourself onto a, like a now there's a like a a line right. Uh, where we can yeah. we can judge what where they fall on the on the Kevin Cole liking scale, and this is a really like this is far to the far to the right. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, that is what came out of my mouth. So I guess I'm the guy who really <laughs> likes this fucking book. But I will, I will defend this book as being relevant in the current cultural moment. So. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I, ooh, okay. I mean, I kind of want to make you give that essay right now, but we could save it for later if you want. We'll, as we unpack we'll it. Get, we'll get to it. I have I have pages of notes here. So. <laughs> Kevin, I have the most notes I've ever written for a Goosebumps book for this wow. one. Wow. It's a lot to, to take in on this one. See, I started taking notes, but then around like 10, I'd say like 10 chapters in, I just abandoned my notes. It's like, well, none of this matters. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm, to add them with you, and for a while I was taking like, like thought notes and then i just started taking quotes from the book because ridiculous things would happen and i was like i just need that this needs to be remembered i gotta be able to bring this up there are some amazing quotes and i promise that we will get to this quote and why it matters but i just need okay i need to put this quote out of context okay okay eventually we will bring up a quote that is that goes like a moron i sat there gobbling nuts <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even process that line. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. We will get there. I have a quote from around that section as well. A little different, but it's but it's it's right around there. So we're following this story of a young boy named Matt, I guess. Uh the greatest name the greatest name in Goosebumps dumb, Matthew Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, was that his actual last name? I thought it was like a weird nick. Okay, that's his last. His name, name is Matthew Amsterdam. Yeah. it's cool okay. as hell. I don't care why. It's so cool. Matthew Chad. Amsterdam. That's like being named Johnny Philadelphia, or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's like being named Paul Hollywood. Like what Paul- the fuck? <laughs> like you have to be on TV with that name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, as someone who definitely like sells weed, right? Matt Amsterdam <laughs> is definitely like a weed. Oh, player. there's only two tracks for oh, yeah. someone named Matt Amsterdam: <laughs> television or weed, <laughs> weed dealer, for sure. So, okay, let's unpack this cover here, real quick. Yeah, yeah. This is a great cover. As soon as I saw that cover, I was like, "There is no way any of that is happening." <laughs> no, no. There's not going to be a cool monster hand, and there, the demon storm that's happening outside also probably not. Wait, happening. wait, 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 wait. I'm looking back in the cover get a demon storm that's purple lightning happening out there that's not a normal storm oh yeah that's dark that's dark magic that's magus from chrono trigger out there yes (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah that's there's some well listen that might be another dimension where the lightning's purple or maybe oh he's right he's fucking right i like to think that giant hand doesn't belong to a body but it's got like two stubby legs that's cool yeah sure and he's just like a big furry hand monster. Ooh, I love that. And there's a lot of like little like bulb bubble things on the palm that could definitely be eyes. Like those could like turn sure. and start looking in different directions and stuff. We just got a mid blink. <laughs> that's I mean, listen, you guys are making a creepier character than anything that's in this book. This is the this is the most I've ever felt that Tim Jacobus did the cover without knowing what the book yes. was about. Because yes. RL hadn't written it yet. And and we should say this is not a scary Goosebumps book. This is a no. Twilight Zone right. Goosebumps book. Right. So Okay, it's- well yeah, it's a Twilight Zone and I was also like it's a it's a goddamn Star Trek, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. At some point, because they start this book off, Matt being a big Star Trek fan, which I clocked. Here's my theory huh. about this book. He, he, I clocked that too. Here's my theory to to piggyback into that, Chad. I think that uh, Matthew Amsterdam died, and this entire book <laughs> is his DMT trip as his as his brain shuts down, and he he's just cycling through the many things that Matt Amsterdam likes. I ooh, that makes a lot more sense. This is just his his moments. His life's, his lives are flashing before his eyes. Yes, his many, the yeah. many things that make up Matt Amsterdam are being revealed to him. I like that. 
So this this book does also hit on like kind of a real fear of mine, which is uh, breaks in consciousness. So like the hook of this book, if I can if I can just spoil it now. Yeah, yeah, go for it. It it doesn't take long to get there. Yeah, the the hook of this book is every time this kid goes to sleep, he wakes up in a different reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's like this the the teleporter problem where like what what is a teleporter but a thing that like vaporizes every atom of you and, uh-huh. then, and then reconstitutes him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so is is an is a teleporter just like a suicide machine? No, that's it, Star like, Trek as hell. That yes, is yes. very Star Trek. Yes. Yeah, wasn't a uh, Barclay Barclay uh, of Star Trek of uh, at least of um, the next generation? Uh, he's afraid of that. He doesn't he doesn't want to do the transporter because he's afraid that it's essentially killing him and re- reconstituting him. Right. Right. Which, by all our understanding of how people work, yes, that is what it's doing. And the scary part about that is there's just a break in in consciousness. Like you're uh-huh. destroyed for the two seconds it takes to teleport you. But we experience his breaks in consciousness every night when we go to sleep. So, <laughs> yo, Kevin, I legit have this weird. It's not a crazy fear that I legit have all the time, but I've thought about it, and I'm always like, "What if somehow in your life you just had a moment where like you blinked or you went to sleep, and suddenly you woke up and it was 20 years later, and like, and that's essentially what like going into a coma is, right? Like, yeah. what if that happened to you? How terrifying would it be if just suddenly all, all of a sudden like 20 years of your life were just gone? And you're just like, what the if it was when you blinked, if it was that fast too, I think particularly that'd be more than waking up in mm. bed feels like the best way to find out you're in a new reality. Right, personally. right. Yes, at least you're comfortable. You're like, you're, in, you're like, oh yeah, what are oh, the days? The sun's against my face, and I get to have some a comfy sleep. early morning terror. Yeah. yeah. Apart from your memories, you basically are in a new reality. Like it's Damn. indistinguishable. From Damn. Shit. Dropping more knowledge I've... on this show. <laughs> I really hope I really I really wanted maybe maybe someone can do a Photoshop edit, but I really wanted the the the, the subtitle to be uh, I I don't sleep because sleep is the cousin of death. Hell yeah, <laughs> fucking hell yeah! Throw some Nas in there as opposed there. to rise and shine forever. Sure, thank you. <laughs> That's not really that doesn't really have anything to do with. Yeah, I'll shine on like a diamond all the fucking want. Thank I'm you. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to keep. Getting up in the morning forever? Sure, sounds great, RL. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Matthew Amsterdam's life sucks. Fucking really bad. Yeah, is he is like a abusive family like his dad is dead his dad is dead and that's how he likes it i guess <laughs> he's really um, he gets really upset later when he accidentally gets a dad he gets so upset about he was it so mad about it he was so mad about it also he's mad about like well my this new mom's trying to give me kisses that Gosh, was weird too she hasn't earned it yet or what it's like geez, just roll with it uh his dog like tries to kill like tries to bite his face off mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. i um, i, I want to bring that out for a second just sorry that detail about the dachshund mm-hmm. named yeah. biggie ironically yeah that yeah they he says how biggie likes everyone in the family but him right and that they put biggie on his bed while he's trying to sleep and biggie like goes for his face I don't yeah. think Biggie was trying to bite him. I think Biggie just wanted to lick his nose. Also, I think so like, too. Aw. I think he, if if Biggie was doing anything to him, I think he did something to Biggie. Yeah, I trust <laughs> Biggie more than I do Matt. If Biggie likes everyone else in the house, mm-hmm. Dachshunds are the sweetest goddamn dogs I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're just little tiny sad sausages who just want to be held. <laughs> if they don't like Matt, something's wrong with Matt. Something's wrong with Matt. Uh, you know, you know, I'm no dog apologist, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do agree. Matt pulled some shit, and he's not ready to admit it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm not. Com- I'm not convinced that Matt isn't also responsible for his father's death. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't can't stress enough to people who did not read this book listening to this. It is just dropped. Like Matt kind of he does the RL basic of like my name's Matt. I like to wear red shirts. RL gets a little creative and maybe a little self aware with how he describes what Matt looks like too. He has his yep. brother doing a sort of like uh, wildlife show uh, narration throughout the beginning. Yes, which was very charming. I, yeah. I was fine with that. That was a fun shtick. That's a fun way to yeah. do a really boring thing. Yep. Like, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. RL. I like that. It was good. He's doing the like oh. Uh, he like the brother is reading it. I assumed it was a uh, what was that toy? Talk boy. It was, it was definitely a talk, talk boy, boy, right? Absolutely. When Home Alone two had uh, and every kid wanted. Yep. For for my for my generation, it would be a yak back. I believe. Oh, the a yak back. Too. Yak back. That was like the Nickelodeon <laughs> yes. one, right? Right, right. Yeah. I believe it was basically just a talk boy that was rebooted. But, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, this back. is like, hey, can we take a talk boy and make it less? technical yeah we have the technology to make the talk boy look cool now look cool now it's gonna look like just like a piece of pud on the ground (laughs) pud what is pud real quick what is pud i need to know what pud is is it chiz i i I just i i didn't want to ask because i i I didn't know either what is pud i wait now i don't know i i just thought pud was like a short name for either like pudding or like your ball sack it is it is a short name for pudding like a christmas pud like your a a man's you know a male genitalia my pud like a pud yeah Yeah. like you're pulling on your pud (laughs) that okay he's right he's right which is why i think i went to jizz immediately yeah uh, I kind of like, was it Greg? What's the older brother? Yes. Um, yeah, Greg. Like, I, I had this moment where I was like, whereas when Greg would leave the scene, Matt was like, leave me alone. Stop making fun of me for reading Star Trek, mm-hmm. watching Star Trek. <laughs> I was like, no, take me with you, Greg. Greg's cooler. Like, let me be with Greg. <laughs> Greg please. is cooler. And Greg has more of a personality. Everyone else has more of a personality than Matthew Amsterdam does, despite yeah. the cool name. Right. Matthew, Matthew Amsterdam's medal is tested on several accounts and he fails every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in in Matthew Amsterdam's odyssey of his life, he fails at every test. Ma- Matthew is also a bit of a hoarder. I just want to call. It. I don't want to shame too much, but like Matthew seems explains his bedroom packed with like comics. Yes. And he said he said a life-size Klingon cutout board mm-hmm. that was in his closet. That means he like so he's just and he's like stepping over like boxes of everything, and he really wants to move into the guest room. Yep. to have mm. more space when he could just like donate some of that stuff, Matt. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his his breaking point is when he has to make dinner for his family because his mom works two jobs to <laughs> feed three kids, ostensibly so that he can continue to hoard and buy new things. For for his little tiny <laughs> <laughs> this kid's Star Trek addiction and yeah. keeps biting into the food money. <laughs> so he makes tuna casserole and everyone just rips on him for being a uh, piece of shit geek. Yep. And uh, he he runs away up to his room and he, he sneaks out in the middle of the night and decides, I'm going to sleep in the guest room like I wanted. His big rebellion. <laughs> do, do, do you guys ever have a guest room like growing up? God, no. No, I had too many siblings, sadly. See, yeah. sadly, sadly, as if Sad- I hate my siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! What what I would give to have just an extra room. Uh, if only I could have had a reality hole, but instead I had a sister. <laughs> I, I I like I was maybe this is me saying you know uh, I was lucky enough to have a 
a guest room in my house in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And that was a room that no one used, but my mom. That was a like, you know, it's the, it becomes like the way a dad gets like a rec room. I feel right, like it was right. how a mom gets the guest room, at least in my house. It becomes for, like, the craft room. It becomes the craft room, Kevin. Become, <laughs> it's a little bit of the craft room. It's a little bit of the precious moments, like Hummel figurine storage. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it is a very nice room for, I guess, like if the Queen of England is coming by. Like, right. and she needs a place to stay. That guest room is for them. Yes. And it was a cultural thing that they had learned. And it was just this waste of space. Uh, I do need to clarify. Love my siblings. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> love all of them. Boy, boy, one of those guest rooms sure would have been nice, though. Oh. <laughs> I just want to—I just want to point out this detail about it because I—I I was already not following Matt's motivation. I get that he wants more space, mm-hmm. but like when he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go sleep in that guest room," I'm like, you mean the the room with the scratchy blanket that's not comfortable? Yeah, and like, yes, and but- and the stuffed teddy bears that are just gonna look at you all night. No, get out of that fucking room. So he goes to sleep. He goes to sleep in the guest room, right? He goes to sleep in the guest room, which has been mentioned yes. that I think this is an important detail we'll bring up that that room is reserved for grandma and grandpa when they come by the visit once mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. I think that's important considering what happens. But okay, yes, a revelation later. We should dog ear that grandma grandpa thing because a revelation later throws that into chaos. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, oh wow. But Matt wakes up and he's in the he's in the living room in the guest room. His feet are too long, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he has discovered very quickly by running to the mirror and then downstairs that he has become a teenager and his mm-hmm. siblings have become children. They got young, like younger younger kids. Mm-hmm. But he still has his mother and he still has to go to school. Yes, but he has to go to high school. High school, which is scary. <laughs> Were were you guys were you guys nervous about going to high school? I could not oh. fucking wait. Get really? me out of middle school, I thought all of the time. I don't know. Every time I had the transition, you get to be the little fish again. It stinks. Yeah, yeah, but that's like the last time. Well, then college rolls around and no one gives a shit about And anybody. then life is constantly little fish. <laughs> oh no, you're <laughs> That's that's maybe too real, Paul. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I I did not sense this. Get the sense of fear. I was like, I, I should have been like, fuck yeah! Isn't isn't this what like fantasy movies are about? Like, I become a, I become a teenager now, and I get to right. play in the basketball team and and <laughs> kiss the prom queen. Here's the thing: Matthew's a fucking dork, and he doesn't he doesn't think about the fact that he is strong and large now. He thinks about how he doesn't know how to do math, and he gets True. scared about that. And I guess, like, one thing I I couldn't help but notice is that every girl smiles at him, so he may have a little more going on. Yeah, maybe he can't, maybe in this reality, he's he's not that bad. Yeah, maybe he's, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, he does, like, he does imply, like, murder a girl at volleyball. Oh, yeah, Yeah. he he, uh, meets the parents is uh, the girl in the face, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Which I, I liked that the gym teacher, yeah, so he hits a girl... I, presumably on his own team in the face with the volleyball mm-hmm. maybe the other team and the gym teacher just goes you're just picking off your competition one by one aren't you like was like whoa gym teacher just escalated like hit well, the showers yeah like, <laughs> this, I was like this probably happens a lot in uh-huh. <laughs> this this reality was stressful for me uh-huh it this this reality was the dream where you wake where you're like in the dream and you're like oh no I missed the entire semester of college. And I have to do yep. the exam today. That was what this section was. 
Yeah, I don't have enough credits because I didn't do my psychology extracurricular. <laughs> yep. Whoops, just forgot that. Yep. I, I guess that's yep. probably most apparent in the he goes to school, he doesn't really question it too much. He sits down and suddenly he's in like English class where they're reading Anna Karina, a book that I never read. I don't uh-huh. know I, oh god. Not no. in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and it and it seemed like Matt and RL were just being really mean to Anna Karina. He's like, Oh, these sentences are so long. There's so many pages. And I just couldn't help but mm-hmm. feel like RL was going like, can you imagine a book more than 100 pages long? <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I think he was having fun with, with the 12-year-old perspective. He probably was. I bet, I bet like that's, since that's a weird pick for a high school or like for like a high school book to read, I bet like uh, RL is super big into the dead Russian authors. Uh-huh. And <laughs> it's part of his Dostoevsky canon, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got like a, he's got like a Dost shirt on most of the time. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, because that would make more sense because it was really dismissive. He was like, ah, oh, just some girly book about princesses or something. Now, for a 12 year old, maybe that's more making more sense than how RL feels about them right right i I mean i'm an english major and that is a a, at least a little bit how i felt about uh, a lot of my literature classes there are are a few books that are just i i never want to have to read again Mm -hmm. yeah with you there (laughs) makes a lot of sense uh so this section in this first we don't know it's a reality yet we think maybe it's a bad dream he he transformed it's good. It's good that it, they he kind of hits on this bad dream sort of thing because it creates a lot of doubt as to where we're going with uh-huh. this. Mm-hmm. I see. The whole time I was imagining that if he went to sleep again, he was gonna cycle time forward further, right? And it was gonna yeah. be like a like a scary uh, loss of control to as you hurdle towards. Uh, above yeah, him. he's racing to get back home to get into bed and do it again. I'm like. You need to be careful. You, you don't know like, what. Yes. Yeah. You you can't necessarily go back. You might be time jumping further. You got to mm-hmm, slow him down. Mm-hmm, he just mm-hmm. keeps hitting them bed sheets over and over. You did not read the title of this book, main character. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the main the, the main part of this book is go to sleep as fast as you can. Right. Yeah. Right. The, it, this book is the opposite of don't go to sleep. It is the opposite of Nightmare on Elm Street. The problem where you want to try and stay awake constantly. <laughs> this book, the solution to every problem is go to fuck to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep. Find a bed to find a bed. That's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to call out one scene in this first reality jump where yeah. I some red alarms were going off where he runs into Lucy, I believe is her name. She's a girl mm-hmm. at school. Oh, I think Lacey? Is it Lacey? Lacey? Maybe it's Lacey. Lacey. Thank you. Yeah, Lacey. Yeah. So he runs into Lacey outside the high school. Right. And they have all of the beats of a meet cute of like yes. dropping their books uh-huh. and all yes. that sort of stuff. <laughs> yes. And he's like, she's so pretty and she's smiling at me. But I was like, wait, you are 18 now. She is 12. And she's 12. I thought about that too, Chad. I thought yeah, that I was, was like, really no. messed up. He was like, talking about how cute she was. I was like, stop it. You can't do this. I know you have the mind of a 12 year old, but you got to realize that you're in a, you're in a situation here, Matthew Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the law will not recognize no, that. No. <laughs> it reminded me of uh, this great joke in don't trust the bee in apartment 23, where they do a fake movie with James Vanderbeek. Mm-hmm. And uh, the girl that plays Sabrina on Netflix, Kiernan, whatever. Yeah, Kiernan Shipka. Yeah, yeah, and they're like they're both signed up for a Freaky Friday movie that's never been done before, the Daddy Daughter Swip. So, oh no! And it's like, and they're both like, "Yeah, this will be a challenge," and they like match off each other. And then it's not until the end of the episode that you see them shooting scenes from it that they realize that is completely fucked up. 
moment of mm-hmm. like all of the dynamics of like, well, I didn't like kissing mommy. And like all is like, oh, oh no. Oh, we gotta wrap this up. This is mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> Those were the alarms that were going off as as Matt's having a meet cute with Lacey. But little did we know that Lacey is le- is is getting her she's getting her hooks in because she is part of the antagonist of this book. Or what we could <laughs> yeah. assume would be the antagonist. There he also runs into a bully at the beginning, which it's not super clear the bully's part of that that antagonist group either. Right. So so he he runs into Lacey. There's the like mm-hmm. you said, awkward uh awkward meet cute, which should not be. Um although we don't know uh Lacey's age her true age, right? Oh God, would... she might be a ninety-year-old yeah, woman. As far we don't as we know. know, we don't know what the reality police are like, actually. So, oh shit! Now we got to talk about how Lacey's a cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a reality cop. <laughs> it was a sting. It was a sting the whole time. I'm she get, she's stinging him. There's a lot of there's a lot of fucked up shit going on here, guys. Yeah. So they get out. That he gets out of it. He decides to go home, right, and go to sleep. Basically, he's gonna put his worries behind him and just get in bed and go to sleep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, and we'll skip right into the next one. He wakes up and he's got a dad. Real dark. He's got to deal with dad. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This is this is this is the oops wrong family universe. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's the only child now, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. they're like, oh, you wouldn't like having. They're like, you wouldn't like having other kids, Matt. You're, you know, you're they got a cat, or they you want too many things. You have a cat. Cats What's are the great. cat's name? The cat had like kind of a funny name, if I remember correctly. I want to say panel or something like that. Sure. Um. Yeah, I didn't write. I didn't write down the cat's name because I knew this would be a a a, a, a transient sort of thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> like from from this point on, I'm like, I'm not bothering to learn anyone's name. Yeah. Well, that's why I stopped taking notes. It's like none of this matters anymore if we're just resetting the book every chapter. Right. Right. But this is this. I just want to call it. This is different though than like say Run Lola Run or uh, uh, Live Die Repeat. Like mm-hmm. any of these stories where that's like fuck. They got me. It's called Edge of Tomorrow. They got me. They. I'm not calling the movie Live Die Repeat. Sorry. Um, <laughs> they re, they renamed it because of Portland. yeah yeah. Like those stories can be amazing when you do resets because the character's learning from it. They're mm-hmm. literal roguelikes, right? Of right, like, right. Mm. Yeah, and and Matt is doing none of this. He is just like, <laughs> well, woke up. Let's just go see what's going on. Right. That's a problem yep. because Matt learns no lessons from any of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He like the one lesson he could probably take from this is play it cool. <laughs> like true. <laughs> And maybe that was his problem all along and why Pam and Greg picked on him was because he could not be cool. Just be cool, man. Yeah. 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 Just be, walk downstairs like, hello. Hello, family. <laughs> and have them let you know what your role is. <laughs> right, right. I love it because in this one, his dad thinks his son is a weirdo. He says, I knew he was going to get weird, but I didn't think he was going to get this weird. And then <laughs> and then he takes he takes him to school in his really fancy car, uh, drops him yep. off, and he sees Lacey right away. And Lacey tells him this weird dystopian shit about this school. And it's that they're so packed with kids that some of the kids have to have lunch at 830 in the morning. <laughs> I mean, that... Yeah. That makes that makes total sense when you consider the state of public schooling in America. Oh like, well, shit! Yeah, shit. Also, with, with all these goddamn Quiver families having too many kids. Oh yeah. my god, it's the yeah, Quiver man. families. They did it's it. The Quiver families. They did it. Yeah, I, I I went to a school that had three lunch periods. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I know. Ooh, ooh. And we got to have all three of them. <laughs> No, you know, there you, was you, first course, there was second course. I was gonna say, did you go to Hobbit High School? <laughs> <laughs> what about thirds, Bosco Sticks? Uh, like, 
and that was what like 11 11 noon to like 12 30 like yeah lunch right, or right. Whatever. oh yeah 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 and yeah it sucked because you're like well my best friend's on lunch a and i can't get to eat with them because i'm a mm-hmm. lunch b like mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, like, lunch at 8 30 is insane it's crazy it's crazy and and matt lies and says he has it too and then he quotes he quote says or maybe it wasn't a lie what did i know i had no idea what was going on anymore school was beginning <laughs> to seem like a lot more trouble than it was worth and in t- what is truth anyway, says Matt. <laughs> He's already getting hella existential, and it's only reality, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I could just kill you all right now. And he just stabs a knife into Lacey. None of this will matter. Yeah. He, he just starts the bloodbath, uh, and he slowly puts on a sleeping cap and <laughs> just goes to bed in the pile just of go- blood. Just goes to bed. Reset. <laughs> 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 that's probably what the time police the time police were trying to prevent like they were probably there uh-huh. to be like eventually everyone is goes full bloodbath yeah murder Maybe. hobo everyone goes murder I, hobo I, I, eventually I was very curious what their stakes were because I think we can just like the majority of this book now is just Matt racing to a bed of any sort right right to, to sleep and reset and just roll the dice and see what comes up next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but like every time he's in, he's had multiple interactions with Lacey and these two. It's weird that she, he didn't call them men in black, but men dressed they in are. black. Yes, they are men in black. Okay, but he didn't say if they're wearing suits or not. Like, are they? They're, they're also they're also boys, so they're more boys in black or bibs. Bibs. <laughs> <laughs> and who never say anything. They just run and go like, "Get him!" And then he runs away. Mm-hmm. And, he, mm-hmm. and he and he gets into a bed and they're like, "Shit, we lost him!" And then he gets to jump to another reality. Right. Right. Did 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 anyone else picture Bulk and Skull? Because I pictured Bulk no, and Skull. but now I am. Yeah. Oh, without, yeah. Without a doubt, they were t- uh, some good uh, high school doofuses. Because they because like they. They're described in the most generic bully way possible. Yeah. Like they have ripped sleeves mm-hmm. and like I don't know. Maybe they're wearing denim and there's a skull on there somewhere. Mm-hmm. For for someone who likes to, RL loves to describe the clothes that his main characters wear. This is one time I was like, I would like to like know a little bit more about these two figures that are running at Matt all the time, please. Right, that the main way. antagonist of this book. Yeah, there there were none to be had. It was just men, boys, boys <laughs> men and boys. Black. Yeah, Bibbs running at you. And and much much like a cop, first it starts with vague threats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like there's no there's no due process here. Like the 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 kid's like I'm gonna kick your ass, and he's like what? There's no excuse me, sir. You're in violation of reality code number. Yeah, two, seven, well, it's eight. not like, until reality like <laughs> number nine that they go. We're trying yeah. to help you. After they had fired a net gun at him, and like right, right, they don't read him his his reality Miranda rights right off the bat. Right, they go right for the for the taser. All of this happens after, by the way, that Matt jumps to another reality and is in the goddamn circus. He just goes right to circus. What's that all about? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So so he's chased off by Balkan Skull, and then he wakes up in circus dimension. <laughs> It's like a I loving love family, right? He's like, he. there's this thing where like he woke uh, up and his dad's wearing what it's, he described like a Santa Claus outfit. I was like, is his yes. dad fucking Santa Claus? He said his dad sounds like evil Santa too. Evil Santa Claus. And they're like, have some breakfast, Matt. We love you. And then Matt goes, there's like a text, maybe you have the same somewhere. It was like, my dad looked like a goddamn idiot. I feel like it's one of the texts. <laughs> I'm not so sure about loving as far as exploitative. Right, because they end breakfast and his dad cracks a whip and is like, get in the car, kids. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, Yeah, you all know how carnies live in houses and then drive to the circus. I mean, 
<laughs> Gotta have that work-life balance, I guess. <laughs> they just crammed in the car. Mom drove 90 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, mom. To her job at the circus. It goes from zero to 60 real fast with this insanity. Like, it goes yeah. from two normal re- normal-ish realities to just straight up, yeah, circus realm. Yeah. And his his dad throws him in a cage when they get to the yep. circus. He is, he is thrown into a cage with a lion, at, where his father says, today you ride the lion. <laughs> Hercules, right? The and, yes, Hercules. Hercules. and then cracks a whip again. Yeah, he cracks the whip. He says, get on Hercules' back. I was kind of on the dad's side in this part of the story. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> okay. the maybe the whip cracks in more fun to me, and maybe I please unpack this. You you were really getting, you're picking up kind of like a zany like a like a, a kooky dad vibe. Yeah, I was picking up like a nice like you know <laughs> this is a fun circus dad, a family that all love each other. Like look how nice. They're like look how nice Matt looks like in his superhero suit that they clearly made for him. Chad, you know what? In, and in your defense, at least this dad didn't go and up and die on Matt in this dimension. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This is a sturdy dad. This is a load bearing dad. Now it's like some weak ass dead dad. Yeah. <laughs> I I assume in this reality, Matt has been with, with the other Matt whose body he took. Right. This is a whole you know conundrum, moral conundrum. Right. Yeah. Is he slidersing into people? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Is he displacing his other selves into the reality he's swapping? Out? Yeah. That yes. they don't even talk about that. But like that version of Circus Dad, his dad knows how to you know take care of that line. Now, are we going to talk about the moral quandary of how our circus is just bad at this point? Probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, Chad, you you seem to cut. Circus dad a lot of slack at the beginning here for some reason because he woke he woke he, he he gave him a good morning and then he got a nice breakfast. What's wrong with circus dad? He's right. He did start the day off right for him. I'm I'm not sure if breakfast makes up for the sins of circus dad. <laughs> I I think he's exploiting his kids and sure. also participating in some animal cruelty for for quick buck. For money. You might be right. You might be right. I, I And and I think he's quivering, dude. I think he's a quiverer. You think so? He just said there's like six kids and they barely have enough food. Yep. Uh-huh. But but instead of God, he's like making them for circus he's making them for capitalism, aka circus god. Oh my god. The money is his god in this in this reality. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know what? I'm pro the lion in the cage. That was a nice lion. We do find out that Hercules is a nice lion. Yeah. yeah Herc rules. He just wants to leave. Let him leave. Let him leave. Let, let him go. Because well, we, we find this out because uh, uh, Matt runs away from the Hercules cage. Tells dad, I'm over this. I'm not going to ride the lion today, dad. I'm out. Yeah. He, and, and in this case, Matt stands up for himself, which I like. Uh, right. He runs away, runs into Lacey again, and the two bullies show up. And in some, like, this is where it starts to get, like, Lynchian in its surreality. Like, he's, like, becoming <laughs> yep. new people and, like, the same, like, archetypes of people are, are yep. showing up and yep. tormenting him. Um, yep. So he runs back to the cage, jumps in, gets himself between Hercules and the bullies, the bulks and skull, the bibs. Yeah. Uh, and and six Hercules. Hercules listens and scares them yep. off and then runs and then nopes the hell out of there. Does yep. he free Hercules? Hercules at the end, does he let him out of no, the cage? No, n- no, Hercules is still caged. Ah, uh, he should have done it. He should have freed Hercules. I know, I know. Let Hercules go. Take him back to <laughs> Africa or wherever he wants to go. Give Hercules a jet. Let him let him decide where he goes. <laughs> By goes this now. point in the circus dimension reality, the and, and I should clarify, these are like all Earth realities, it seems like, because he'll yeah. like 
in some of them he'll he would have called his uncle and his like his uncle's number and he's like there's no one who lives by here so like everything's just shuffling right right he's just yeah. hitting randomizer on the character creator yeah there are some parameters there's like a mild like parameter set right where it can't get too crazy there's always a mat there's always there's always a lacy and there's <laughs> always a lighthouse there, there's always a lighthouse i knew it god damn For- it fuck Chad, now that I know that you like that, I'm going to be slipping in little references. I, listen, when they time travel to warp to Rapture and suddenly Songbird is in the water and dying from the pressure, I, my fucking heart It was melted. cool. It was a cool moment, Chad. It I'm with you on that. It was fucking rad. Anyway, um, we're not going to go on Chad's Bioshock uh, Infinite Apology Tour right now. Your video essay will be on uh, Chad and Kevin Pyre only, the YouTube channel. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Will. <laughs> Shit, did I just reveal Chad and Kevin Pyre only to the world? Yeah, Chad and Kevin Pyre only. We said on a podcast, so it's going to happen. Have we, not, have we not announced our plan that we've talked about for two years to only do a Pyre only Let's Play channel? <laughs> yeah, and simultaneously do things that aren't Pyre only. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new wrinkle, honestly. I was set to be committed yeah. to only ever playing Pyre. You know, that the least popular super giant game that is hard for people to get into. <laughs> But it's it's so good. It's, so good. it's the best. It's You're setting your, you guys are setting yourselves up for success with this. One. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to sleep in the circus. I guess he just. Yeah, like, falls... I guess. Yeah. What does he do? He like runs to a random room and goes to sleep. Right. So yeah. So there's a there's a quote in here that I really like. Okay. Uh, and I and I think this is sort of resonant with with the times with the with the living through difficult historical times. Mm-hmm. It's hard to relax when you don't know what kind of world you'll wake up to in the morning. Damn. That Damn. That's <laughs> really true right about right about uh, now in 2020. That is 2020 as hell. Put that sure. embroider embroider that macrame that onto a blanket for me. <laughs> and and have it be given to the quote to Matt, that kid from the Goosebumps book. <laughs> and there's there's like a really sweet thing underneath it where he can't go to sleep, so he tries to think of good things that can happen, which is a really good anxiety like technique. And if if I'm thinking about RL as like an anxious kind of weird person, mm-hmm. like that's probably a technique that he's used to get to sleep because he's too anxious to sleep. Damn. So maybe maybe this humanizes RL in a way that I'm uncomfortable with because like. He's written some interesting things. It's funny that you bring that up because, and this, I, I wrote this down for the next section, um, which we can talk about in a second. Um, I do think it's really interesting that it is a reverse Nightmare on Elm Street because, mm-hmm. hmm. like, staying awake, right, in Nightmare on Elm Street is the challenge, right? It's like the impossible challenge. You have to go to sleep eventually, and that's where the doom is. And this mm-hmm. is to avoid the doom, you have to go to sleep. And there's a point where he has to go to sleep, but he's so fucking worked up. That he can't. That I was like, yeah. oh my god, I relate to this. Oh that's my god, a very good. Yeah. That's a very yeah. good actual stake, right? Yeah, I need to right. fall asleep right now. They're gonna get me, uh, and that just fulfills itself in a self perpetuating cycle. Yes, that was cool. That was a great moment. But then he doesn't really. Then he just falls asleep because apparently this kid is a fucking champion at falling asleep. It did bring up to the point where, like, I think, and by the way, in this point of the book, Lacey has revealed herself as a sleeper agent, um, or whatever. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> oh, oh, shit! He just stumbled you. into it. You knew? Did you write that one down? Did you have no, no idea? <laughs> 
But she and oh god, can we talk about the fucking names of these two men in black? Bruce Her and name, Wayne. Bruce and Wayne. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, RL. Um, <laughs> what? I don't get it. I don't participate in pop culture. Like, like, What's so weird about that? Multiple times he wrote just the phrase Bruce and Wayne were talking. Like, like he's not even trying to hide it. I don't know. It made me mad. So so to be clear, we're skipping over Abe Vigoda Dimension and Monster Oh my Dimension. god, Abe Vigoda oh. Dimension was the best Did- because he wakes up as an old man. <laughs> and is like, nope, I'm out of here. And then goes to sleep instantly, wakes up, and is a horrible monster, and is like, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is better. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the monster one, yeah, okay, I forgot the monster one happened to this point already. The monster one, he wakes up in a house, mm-hmm. which yeah. I mm-hmm. thought was strange, and then mm-hmm. he's like, well, yeah. there's no one in this house, thank God. And then he just goes out into the street and starts, like, eating people's cars. He starts kaijuing instantly. <laughs> he's like, he... he can understand that when he tries to talk, out comes a roar. Right. And then he does nothing to make that better other than just yelling at people and deciding to eat their cars. Like- <laughs> so my uh, uh, my college like creative writing class writing advice that I give to fucking everybody is involve the senses. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I really like I really like that he describes like the taste of the car and stuff like that. That was cool. That that the uh, stuff that's inside of a car seat tastes like dry popcorn. I was like, that seems right. Yeah. That seems really right to me. Actually. Yeah, yeah. And and like later he's like, ah, I could go for a couple of bicycles right now. Like that's funny. That's good. That's good humor. He brought it back. He brought he brought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he brought it he back. Brought it back right? You know, it, talking about writing advice, I do think that this book follows a famous uh, Kurt Vonnegut writing a piece of writing advice, which is make your main character go through hell. And this kid, <laughs> this kid goes through hell in this book. There's no safe harbor for him. His no. original reality is awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, he doesn't seem to want to enjoy. Like I think that second or third one where he had a dad with a cool car and he's in high school. <laughs> And he's got a cat. Like, should have stuck with it. Stay there, Chad man. Just, Chad just wants a dad to a reality with a dad. Yeah, right? That should be a net positive. He doesn't like any other part of his other life, his previous one. Yeah, he was on top of the he was on top of the kid pyramid in both of those realities. One, he was the only kid, but the, the animal was his was his uh was his friend. Oh, also, just remembered in the circus uh in the circus reality, it opens up with a monkey attack. Yeah, and the it was monkey incredible. attacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that we need we needed to make because the monkey that. knows he's yeah. not supposed to be there. The monkey's That's like right. the animal you're not, sense. You're not natural. Oh, the animal senses his non naturalness. <laughs> oh my god! So maybe it was a point when when the the dimension cops they chase after Kaiju Matt. Yeah, in the host dimension where where Matt becomes the monster from. It's the very host. much the host, much more how everyone just kind of like freaks out and runs away, and a crowd gathers. Right. Um, so so he's he's in like Slimosaurus Rex mode. Yes. As as the monster, that's kind of how I pictured it. Just a slimy t-rex or something yeah like yeah, yeah goopy t-rex yep maybe like pete's dragon kind of style or something mm-hmm. something kind of cute mostly gross pud rex pud rex yeah his his balls just hanging out of his furry <laughs> his furry scales just just swinging low hey man nature doesn't have no pants exactly it's, right exactly yeah. and he's also not like ever like this is rad he's immediately i don't know i think i'd be kind of to beat a dinosaur for a day yeah he's just hungry so he eats a car and everyone's freaking out because there's a monster that eats cars and i guess that's fair yeah it's not really causing too much havoc he's just you know dismantling mm-hmm. the capitalism i guess a little bit a little bit uh 
but then uh, uh, Lacey shows up and he's like, oh, Lacey, the one person I can trust. Sweet, kind Lacey. You'll never betray me. And then Ra- Lacey says, guess what? I was a fed the whole time. I've been working your ass. <laughs> and she says, kiss the ground, freak show. <laughs> Is she She s- says they're called, not time cops, they're dimension, reality cops. Reality police. Reality police. Reality police. Reality police. Yeah. Cops is derogatory, Chad. Yeah, you're right. You shouldn't Sorry. call them a cop. Sorry. You shouldn't call a cop a, a cop or a pig or whatever. Sir, service so. service <laughs> woman. A, a reality service woman. Uh, <laughs> Officer Lacey and her goons. Uh, Bruce and Wayne. <laughs> fucking Bruce, Bruce and Wayne. Wayne. God damn it. They uh they throw a net over him, which I guess is his one weakness as a his monster. Net. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, yes. I this net needs to be something important because he says it was some sort of like metal type material that he couldn't chew through and it right. holds him to the ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the yeah. this net seems to break the rules of what the curse was. And that it's me thrill to be it's sure. Mithril. It's me thrill. It's finest me thrill. <laughs> Like because he goes to sleep this time as inside he of it, to the, right? Right. He goes to sleep in the net in the cage and then wakes up back in the cage net, which has not been how any of this has been. Right. And so this is the point where I thought it would have been cool if, like, if they if they kept the the realities like slightly more tethered, right? Where yeah. every time mm. he wakes up in a new scenario, he some some minor things have changed, but he's still there. Like like it would have been cool if the if he woke up as the squirrel and oh, that's right, he was a fucking squirrel. Right, he he wakes up as a squirrel, and I think he wait he is in the same he is in the same reality, right? Every one of them should have been like that. But it's all over the place. Like, yeah, he he becomes after a couple jumps. He suddenly his house doesn't exist, his family doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. which would imply that it's it's fragmenting more. I guess yeah, it's getting crazier and crazier. But then he goes back to squirrel, and suddenly his family's back. There was an interesting detail about the uh, about his new parents dimension too, mm-hmm. in that he said the neighborhood looked different, but his house was the same. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, did, so he can't, he doesn't move around in space. Right. But when he goes to a new reality, it's mostly the same. So it must have been like a situation where, due to certain events, like the the zoning was different in his neighborhood <laughs> right, or right, something right. like that. Yeah. And At some point, he changed events in a reality that a circus took over. Mm-hmm. His neighbor. Right. This is the Back to the right. Future where Twin Pines Mall becomes Lone Pine Mall or whatever. Right. Yep. Right. Right. Like. He has affected it somehow, and then at some point when he got captured, just it was still a prison around him. Which fine, I guess. I thought that seemed a little unfair, but whatever. Some reality dampening material is a part of that. Yeah, I guess. Do you know what this book reminded me fucking of? Do you guys ever see the movie Jumper? Yeah, Jumper. Looper? No, Jumper. No, no, no. Jumper is the movie by the guy that did. Um, hold on. Jumper. Hayden Christensen and Samuel Jackson, and they can and he can Nightcrawler. It's about Nightcrawlers. It's a Nightcrawlers movie. I'm, I'm sorry. All I can think of is Jim Carrey singing Jumper in Yes Man. That's, the only <laughs> That's not a reference. <laughs> I have. I, I never saw all of Yes Man. When I saw someone asked me if I wanted to see Yes Man, I said, no, sir. You know? You know, man? Yes Man? <laughs> I said, no, man to Yes Man. You stood up to Yes Man? I said, Zoe Deschanel seems a little too young to be your romantic interest, sir. I am going to skip on that, that one. That is uh, fair. That is fair. I wish you would step back from that. That ledge, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Does he sing it to karaoke? No, there's a person who's literally about to to kill himself. Oh, it's uh, it, it's uh, it's actually the guy from um, 
Paul, the movie we watched together. Uh, Magnolia. <laughs> Magnolia. Uh, punch, <laughs> punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. Uh, punch Drunk Love. It's his, it, it's his, it's his friend uh, with the beard. Oh, uh, Louise Guzman. Oh, yes, Louise, Louise Guzman. Guzman. He saves Louise Guzman. That's nice. Louise Guzman's about to jump to his death and Jim Carrey spring, sprints up the stairs, notices there's a guitar in the room. And when he, and when he tries to like talk the dude down, he's like not having it. So he grabs the guitar and starts playing jumper so that's what i'm thinking of that's what happened that's what happens in this book so i was picturing <laughs> the movie jumper a movie i think about way too much for how not that good it was uh it was the same director as live die repeat that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. aka edge of tomorrow as people call it a- aka that <laughs> aka emily blunt has got the best biceps you've ever seen oh yeah like, she's jacked <laughs> Yeah, she does that slow, slow push up on the on the way. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, anyway, mm-hmm. so Jumper right had like this made up kind of stuff of like whatever Samuel Jackson. They're probably called the Templars. Like they have their own <laughs> tools and devices to combat Jumpers. And one was like a harpoon net that you then planted into the ground to keep you from being able to teleport jump. Because right. if you didn't, yeah. you'd go get a double decker bus and bring it to him to fight you. Um, was this a Disney movie? No, it's, no, no. Jumper was like, I, I'm going to guess like uh, some studio that's no longer around. I feel like there's a made-for-TV Disney movie that had similar, that had some, uh, was about time or something like that, that had similar. Oh, maybe. It, it has a very feel to it. Yeah. Listen, I love to talk to people about Jumper. That movie's fucking crazy. But like that made-up society of, we're from an endless uh, fraternity that hunts Jumpers. Why? Because we gotta. You know what I mean? Like we just, <laughs> right. we just gotta do it. I love that. I love that you wrapped it around and brought a quote from the mask back in, and now we have Jim Carrey. Why? <laughs> because I gotta. <laughs> I love that that just circled back around on itself. This is this is like a, a Mandelbrot set of fucking references. Like it's an infinitely repeating pattern. Yeah, yes. us, We're fractaling. Finding a way to not talk about the weird way this book winds down. My brain's already thinking about how this reminded me of a certain episode of Community in which Louise Guzman is the no. mascot of because they have a statue of him in. Oh my God. Um, It's all connected. It's all Are color. we dead? Are we dead and having a DMP trip right now? <laughs> So anyway, I think the 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 Bips, the Bips and Lacey have some sort of jumper tech to stop mm. him from to hold him in space is mm-hmm. what I think what that net did because it's the only way that made my it made I sense have to me. agree with you. It's the only way that it makes sense there. Which it like I wish those rules applied to it all the time because it would have been fun for him to keep going to sleep and waking up and like basically like uh character creation random generator button hitting. You know I, what I mean? Whole, yeah. I'd watch a whole 80s TV show about a man who can a boy who can jump into new bodies and there's people chasing him. That's cool. That sounds that sounds great. So he then becomes a squirrel, right? No, yeah, he goes. To okay, sleep. okay. Before he becomes a squirrel, the cops have the, the cops start acting like cops and say the only solution is to fucking murder. Dude, him. I love oh, it. Yeah. I love it because he yeah. says to he says Matt says to the cops, "Well, make it stop." I demanded, "I'll stop you." The tall guy. <laughs> it wasn't Damn. a threat. It was it was genuinely plea for help. Damn. <laughs> oh man! They, they fucking they're gonna feed him a sleeping potion oh, made of mm-hmm. made of arsenic and cyanide. Mm-hmm. Did they even did they even say that's what's in it? I thought it was literally just like a potion with a skull on it that said like sleepy time. Tea. It's that de- it was definitely like a sleepy like a deadly sleepy time tea without deadly a doubt. sleepy time. We're gonna and also like make sure he drinks the whole thing. If he doesn't drink any all of it, he won't die. I'm like this doesn't seem like this is very good potion, guys. 
Yeah, like, are they from a reality that doesn't have fucking clocks? Like, <laughs> there's a better way to do... Th- like, we don't know what's being left in his wake, is the thing. Like, Oh, yeah, that's true. In each reality? Yeah. Is there, like, a like a gaping hole in reality just flapping in the winds of, of time? Like, what's happening? Oh, we, we've completely skipped over. I forgot what Lacey tells him in that, oh, it turns out your parents' guest room had a time portal, a reality portal hole in it. A reality hole, that's right. Reality yeah, hole, yeah. you just fell in it when you went to sleep. Uh, so did grandma and exactly. grandpa Exactly, where are they at? <laughs> What's been going on with them? Is that and what happened to dad? <laughs> <laughs> There's like a custodian at the high school that's way too friendly to him. And he's like, I, I used to be your father. What? Never mind. <laughs> okay, so squir- let's move on to Squirrel Dimension. Because he sure. escapes prison yeah. by, by so falling asleep. So the net kept him in space. Kept him in the same place. Yeah. So he's still in the whatever the underground dungeon cage mm-hmm. yeah. because he's a squirrel he's able he to can run out. through the bars and get out right so he goes yeah. home right as a squirrel and he's like i gotta get in my house and I, he figures out i gotta be able to go to sleep in my bed if i go to sleep sure. in my bed it's gonna for some reason it's gonna solve everything that is entirely right? his own assumption without any proof or any inclination from the reality police yeah it's a hypothesis and not an informed hypothesis yeah the only other way i could think to introduce that element would be like bruce or Wayne to go Haha, what are you gonna do Go back in your bed and sleep and reset the that's reality better, hole. That's better than what we got. That's a better fix. Like, he's also already fallen asleep in other places. Like, right, he's not right, even fa- right. It's not that he's gone back to the guest room every time. Mm-hmm. He's at least multiple times just fallen asleep in a pile of dirt somewhere. Although, went- every time every time he fell asleep, maybe there's a loose connectivity that we don't know about. Every time he's fallen asleep not in the reality hole room, he has turned into a monster or a squirrel. <laughs> It's a crazier reality shift, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. It's a, it distorts his body. But, like, the cops who are... Say they're trying to help, and they see no solution other than to put you down. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> hey, maybe, you know, let him join the reality police. They do use the words put him down, which I think is really funny. Like, he's a dog. <laughs> like, he's a bad dog. I'll also remember, like, the, the cops are 16 and one is 12. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I, I really would like to have known a little bit more about, like, who oversees the reality police, uh, what jurisdictions do they have, how often do these crimes come up. Yeah, I'll take an I'll take an expo dump for that. Yeah. I, I just want to see, like, Lacey, like, suiting up for work as a 12-year-old go- girl, drinking, like, a cup of the blackest coffee you've ever seen, mm-hmm. and, like, nursing a hangover, being like, same shit, different fucking day. Oh, my it's a reality God. <laughs> Kevin, I would read the fuck out of that comic book. I would read the hell out of that. Lacey spinoff please yeah yeah she's cool it, and she seems nice <laughs> and she's still going to kill a kid mm-hmm. she says, says that they say there's nothing like the stakes were a little weird they're like you are every time you go to sleep you shift reality it's not your fault but we can't get you out of the reality hole right they br- he brought the hole with him yeah you're in the hole i guess mm-hmm. and that if you keep doing this it'll just be annoying for people it seemed to be what <laughs> <laughs> my best guess is that when he 
like falls through a reality hole there are like reality tourists who get to like go out for free and like whoever is like paying these cops salaries is like we can't we can't have people jump in uh, realities for free that's a privilege of the rich you gotta pay the big the big time bucks to be able to reality jump yeah okay. that's why they're trying to stop him because he's creating too much wealth for the lower class <laughs> <laughs> God, he might, unintentionally but he still. might reality jump to a world where everyone has equal wealth and that would be the worst <laughs> what if he brings that knowledge back to this world <laughs> what if they get in <laughs> so he's a squirrel um, yes yeah, so now he's a squirrel and we'll get we're gonna get to kevin's favorite quote soon so he 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 finds a way into the house by convincing Pam that he's cute. Uh, his sister Pam that he's cute. She yeah. she wants to bring him in as a pet. And she brings him into the house. Mom <laughs> says to get rid of the, the squirrel. She thinks it's disgusting. It could have quote rabies or bugs even. Uh, <laughs> which I didn't know what the bugs would be, but okay. Um, you know bugs. Bugs. <laughs> bugs. Hashtag bugs. <laughs> bugs. Uh, so. Uh, Pam uh, duplicitously pretends to throw the squirrel outside and then takes uh, Matt Squirrel back upstairs, sticks him in a cage, a hamster cage, and locks him in, and Matt yeah. is trapped in a, in a hamster cage. What are you going to do, Mom? Get another job about it? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. He seemed pretty upset about it. It felt like, dude, you're fine. Like, weigh this out. Like, just like you said earlier, Kevin, like, just play it out a little bit be cool. be cool be cool be either cool. go to sleep there or just wait until she lets you out start like don't draw too much attention to yourself but maybe like start dancing a little bit and be like oh man that's a cool that's a cool uh little squirrel there yeah. like try to win over mom maybe like pick some pick like a dandelion and offer it to mom like charm <laughs> your way into the house yeah, yeah. do a happy feet yeah win them over <laughs> There's no, uh, there's no showmanship. No, uh, no, not at with, all. With no, squirrel. no panache with the squirrel. <laughs> yeah. So what does he just like pass out? He just pass out there. He well, he gets in and uh, he finds that uh, well, one he gets he gets fed some nuts and we got the immortal line like a moron. I sat there gobbling <laughs> nuts, uh, which I don't know if that's a thing that morons do. Put that next. To, <laughs> put that next to the 2020 quote, please. <laughs> nuts, nuts are nuts are healthy for you. It's a good it's a good source of of protein, healthy fats and, and proteins. And yeah, it's a good snack. So uh, I don't know why I don't why I don't know why uh, uh, RL is making enemies on the on the nut board. The nut council. Well, yeah. he's about to make an enemy of a large amount of people on this next reality yeah <laughs> oh my goodness yeah so he finally he gets out because his sister is stupid for leaving the door open as he says a real idiot a real moron for leaving the door open <laughs> he's, he's throwing moron around uh and he he escapes um and then i guess he goes to sleep um he goes he gets outside he gets knocked outside right he go, has to go out through the window because he can't get into his room and I think he falls asleep outside, right? Is that what yeah, happens? Yeah, it seems like it happened very quickly. He just kind of like, ugh. Now that he I'm just gives up. Ew, he goes up a tree and he sleeps outside because he's too weak to open the window to his room. That's right. That's what but, happens. And and keep in mind, RL has no metafiction to bind him to his actions except for his own whims. <laughs> so he could... <laughs> He could put him. He could put. Uh, he, he could put Matt into a dimension where windows don't exist, or gravity is upside down, or uh-huh. uh, he, all of his teeth are marshmallows, and they horses sing ride humans, <laughs> you know, whatever. Horses ride dogs and cats living together. He can do whatever. He can do whatever he wants to do, and yet, and yet, his master stroke. Oh my his, goodness. His final dimension of weirdness is everything's the same. Matt's just fat. And then he, <laughs> he has this wonderful quote. I was a very, 
very chubby boy, a real blimp. <laughs> what? <laughs> I loved so much that in our Discord chat, we as we were reading this book, we tried not to spoil it all. I, Kevin, you just sent, uh, I want to find the exact words, but it was... Oh, fat dimension. Oh, oh, fat dimension. <laughs> oh, fat dimension. Oh, fat dimension. <laughs> <laughs> like... Like, come on, man. Like, I, I was a chunky kid, and I'm a kind of chunky adult. Like, mm-hmm. I've been I've been drinking for quarantine, so uh-huh. it's kind of hard not to be a chunky adult. As uh-huh. a perpetual fat kid, I can also chime in and say, like, this, it felt very strange that the most obstacle he had was as a fat kid. Like, right. he had an easier time as a kaiju being chased <laughs> yeah. down the street than just, like, chapters worth of, I tried to get up on the windowsill but my legs were too fat he has to run away he has to run away from the reality cops and he's like oh i wish i wasn't fat oh i slipped on my bacon (laughs) (laughs) like just it's embarrassing it's just it looks it's a bad look uh i looked at the trivia and he removed the blimp part from the most oh, recent that... ebook release. Oh, did he really? Yes, that was released. That was removed. That makes it better. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also like, regardless of just a bad take on on fat people, it was like you already hit this camera. Like, yeah, it's it's so underwhelming to go to that after kaiju. Yeah, he has to perform a awkward B and E. Is basically what the last. Yeah, is. it's just like getting into my own house as a fat kid. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be tough. That's the final stakes. It just mm-hmm. it, like Squirrel was exciting and fun, which makes this <laughs> like yeah, by comparison, which makes this sort of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it makes it sort of like a bigger letdown than it is. And it's just bring I, back Hercules for the last yeah, chapter. What, sure. What I would do is like. All right, so maybe maybe like he takes some of the sleep potion, like he's got some mm-hmm. of that sleep potion in him, but he doesn't drink oh. all of it. And okay, okay, he keeps like he keeps like uh, having little bouts of narcolepsy, where like he'll fall asleep for like a second, and then it'll be something different. So he's strobing through the realities, and every reality presents its own problem, like Enter the Florpus style. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Great reference. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that. Cool. Like that would be my. Uh, rapid fire way at the yeah end. yeah that's mm-hmm. the those that would be the fireworks at the end is like now a new reality now a new reality now a new he reality. has a 2000 and, he has a 2001 space experience and becomes a space baby yeah but you know the rl has a deadline and you know it's it was, <laughs> it was like ah, what if he's Can't a, let the kids have too much fun yeah what if he's a chungus what if he's just a big chungus like let's go mm-hmm. wouldn't, that be, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be terrible wouldn't that be wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be the worst says rl petting a cat and leaning back in his chair <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile i have no fat because i just eat i just eat oatmeal all day i've been eating <laughs> the same piece of lettuce for 17 years <laughs> <laughs> So so Fat Matt gets into his house yep. and then just doesn't have to fight his family. I was hoping for a little bit of just like not pulling a gun, but like just sort of like I had to knock out my brother. Things were getting serious. I climb into bed. <laughs> right. No, he just gets into bed, right? I knew he wasn't my real brother, I said, pulling the cold trigger. Slapping <laughs> <laughs> his neck. This won't matter in ten minutes. <laughs> See you on the other side, Greg. I'll see, I'll see you in another life, brother. <laughs> There's always a lighthouse. There's always a lighthouse. Man, if that, if that isn't the most 2007-ass shit. There's always a lighthouse. It's a commentary on tropes and fiction. It was awesome. Sorry. I love it. I love it. 
Hey. I'm going to get so many angry letters about Bioshock. We'll, um, we'll always have that lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it gets back, and it's really anticlimactic. And then to throw the whole thing into a circle again, his mom is like, hey... Happy birthday, because it's his birthday, I guess. And he forgot about his birthday. Not Ariel. Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. I think this is very much a. Oh my god! I you're right. I was so busy this week. I completely forgot it was my birthday. It's like Ariel. I feel like you just don't want to go back into the Word document and add in stuff about his birthday coming up. <laughs> right, right. But fine, you forgot yeah. about your birthday. It's fine. And uh, he's like, I can't wait to go back. To my shitty life of being bullied at home and at school and everywhere no I go. No, Dad. I'm, I'm so, glad Dad's dead again. He said, I'm, "Yeah, I'm so I'm so happy that I I live in the the tormented hell that I'm used to and not the tormented <laughs> hell." Of all the dads that I met, the best one was the dead one. <laughs> he goes to his father's grave and he gives it a he gives it a sturdy kick just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did oh we, did, man! Did we say what the reveal was? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. His mom's birthday present to him is like he asked. He has been moved into the guest room, but that's where the reality hole is. Just move the bed, Dingus. Just move the yes. bed. <laughs> <laughs> also, you're fine. Yeah, you, you know right? how to get back. You know how to get back to your reality now. Like, yeah, right, right. Go have some fun. Yeah, you just got a free bed that lets you slingers into other people. Slingers is the one where they jump into other sliders. Friends, right? Sliders. Sliders, thank you. Slingers yeah. is the cool version that you're going. Yeah, you can just hooters into anybody's reality now. <laughs> <laughs> just hop on over, you know, fuck some shit up, and then yeah. go back to sleep. Yeah, yeah live out your little twelve-year-old, you know, narcissist <laughs> fantasies. Yeah, <laughs> fall in love with Lacey when you're both of age. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's the <laughs> one you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lacey has a fucking job, so. <laughs> And she's 12. You're never going to be as cool. <laughs> Her head is on real straight. Yeah. I was missing a, a little bit of resolution to Lacey and Bruce and Wayne in that, like, they're chasing him, and then he just gets away, and you never hear from them He again. just, he evades the reality cops by hiding in some bushes, and they just run past him, and they're like, never going to find this guy, I guess. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what evidence do they have? Like, they don't even have a confession, so. That's uh, true. They don't know what he looks like. He could be anybody. It's true. I thought that was interesting with Fat Matt, where, like, at some point, he is talking to his mom in the reality where he's fat, and at the door, and she won't let him in. And then suddenly, you just hear Lacey and the 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 bibs going, "There he is, get him!" It's like you don't know that it could be like a kid selling cookies. <laughs> well, who who's to say they see things like we see things? They seem uh, to be from a higher reality. Oh, fuck, he's right. So they might have they might have like another vision. They got they've got Terminator vision for they have Terminator for Matt. They've merely adopted a form that they're that they're current reality can comprehend oh shit this is giving me some real r.i.p.d vibes you guys remember r.i.p.d no oh that sounds familiar it does sound familiar but i don't remember it it's a movie that should have been my jam that was it's gonna sound so great ryan reynolds okay and Mm -hmm. jeff and jeff bridges are playing Uh men in black Uh but the men in black are people who like bust ghosts from the dead Kind okay, of okay cool. That sounds All fun. Right. It sounds fucking rad, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah, but the movie's called Ripped, and that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Never burn your Jeff Bridges. Damn. 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 So that was Kevin. You said this was your favorite book you've ever read. Is that what you said? <laughs> I, th- I, I thought it was really good. Uh, uh, is 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 the quote? 
Dude, I'll take your side a little bit here, Kevin. This one is nice because things happen in it. Yes. yes. That's nice. Yes. Yeah, I have I have notes. I thought this would be a fun one to see as uh, uh like acted out as like a um... Uh I have never watched the episode, but this is the episode um where he because he they changed a bunch of stuff on it. He joins a hockey team uh, in one of the realities and you know why they did that because in Canada, Canada. every Cana- Every Canadian child knows how to fucking skate, so they're like, well, we know this kid can skate, so we can throw him out there for, like, a couple scenes. Yeah, the Canadian government will pay us to put hockey in this episode. Uh, yes. I love it. I I, I don't know. Uh, it's there, there are just, like, a few, like, lines that really hit me. Like, I like that idea. I, li- I just really love that moment of him uh, being too anxious to sleep and then him, like, thinking of all the good things that could probably happen. I just think That was a great moment, yeah. I, I, no, that was very good. I, I think I think if I was a very anxious kid, and I think if I had gotten that advice, like I probably would have had a few less sleepless nights thinking about the concept of death. So, <laughs> so I thought that was I thought that was cool. Uh, I it you know, in there are some missteps to be sure. Um, I like that the cops are assholes. That's cool. Uh, I I don't know. I don't think RL's a comrade, but uh, I I had some I had some fun with this one. <laughs> The, there were some cool, and you're right, Kev. I would take this over another book of pranks and animals yeah. jumping out. Even though there's a monkey attack and <laughs> yeah. dog attack, I would still... The monkey attack was funny. I laughed. Dog attack was funny. Dogs just want to kiss you on your nose, man. Just let the dog kiss you on your nose. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just something about, like, it, it wasn't what the book seemed to be at all. It, that's, it just took me a while. You know what it is? I'm, I'm re-coming down, and I'm realizing that the very first page of this book, Matt talks about how he's into Star Trek, and then he mm-hmm. calls the Klingons villains, which I think... <laughs> are you really into it? Is are you, that's a gross mischaracterization of the Klingons. I don't know if you're really into Trek. Also, total missed opportunity to have him go into a space Star Trek oh, style yeah. world for a brief period. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I thought for sure I was going to call upon. Was like, well, at least he would know that. Like, he was so thrown off by the idea of the reality cops and everything. I was like. I feel like there's about five or six Star Trek episodes you could pull from to have a basis of reality. Mm-hmm. I think I think you could you could franchise this one out, I think, and make it real like Samurai Jack style at the end where like, you know, maybe he's thwarted the cops for now, but he's hoping each sleep will be the sleep that brings him home. Uh-huh. Yeah, we could have quantum leaped, we could have sliders. I yeah, I'm with you. This could have been instead of doing four monster bloods, done do a couple more of these. Oh, dude, dude. Okay. What if? What if mm-hmm. like the last part is uh, he he by like pure chance he reality holds back into his original reality and like he appreciates everything, but he knows that he has to go to sleep at the end of all this. <gasps> oh, that's oh. dark and heavy, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> and and he doesn't know what the odds of him rolling up his original reality is again, but he's just like he's just like good night, mom, good night, dad, or good night, gravestone of dad. <laughs> <laughs> Rotten hell, gravestone dad. I hope I never see you again. <laughs> good night. Good night, brother. Good night, sister. Maybe I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Kevin, this is an amazing poetic version of this story. I, I would I would watch this show. Yeah. Yeah, that's a sad and heavy ending, and I love it. Because we don't we don't know yeah. what kind of world we're gonna wake up in tomorrow, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little lost in space, but like lost in reality, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, lost in yeah. sleep. Lost in lost sleep. Lost in sleep. Dude, shit, let's, let's get this fucking going, man. Let's get this on Apple+. Plus. Maybe we can do a pilot and we can put it up on Chad and Kevin Pyre only. Yeah. 
RL, I know you're not. Li- I know you don't listen to Goosebuds, but you are subscriber number one to Chad and Kevin Pyre only because you <laughs> love Pyre. He loves it. He loves. He loves playing Pyre and then yeah. not sending any of the characters to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he purposefully throws the final match. He purposely throws the matches and just lets them stew in their misery. He goes, man, good. I'm glad the dog with a mustache is sad. Rookie, you're down here with me, and you got to keep that mustache. <laughs> Uh, I think that's been an episode of Goosebuds, Kevin. That's that's been a buds, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, welcome, welcome to. I mean, you've been here before, but congratulations on you know. Does it feel different as a full counselor? Oh my god, I was I was a little nervous uh, this episode, not for any real reason, just like the pressure's kind of on because I'm I'm a host now. Thank you so much for inviting me to be a host on the show. <laughs> if we weren't clear in the beginning, Kevin is the official new third host of this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, that, I've already tattooed his face on my butt. It's it's not a joke. It's not a prank. Uh, I, I keep <laughs> I keep waiting for the psych uh, and 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 for to be dropped. But uh, no, uh, I uh, I am a host on on Goosebuds now, and I'm super happy to be here. Well, welcome to have you. If you happen to have missed uh, previous episodes ninety four, we uh, Dom is Dom has gone off to to greener pasture. Greener pasture sounds like he's a dog Dom died. Dom <laughs> Dom really liked the Phantom Zone. He just wants to stay there and hang out in the Phantom Zone. Dom realized he was gaining more power in the Phantom Zone, and for the projects he wanted to work on, he needed to harness yeah. that that yes. energy. So he'll mm-hmm. be back at some point, very powerfully. He will yeah. be incredibly powerful when he comes back. Um. I, uh, I miss Dom. Uh, it, it, it's sad, it's sad that I won't get to edit his voice anymore. I'm also the editor on the show, I guess, uh, still. <laughs> so, uh, look for, look forward to me fighting with past me as like <laughs> present editor me. I am wait. I looking forward to a Kevin edit <laughs> correction on something that Kevin in the podcast. Yeah. Has. Look forward to me and antagonizing myself both forward in time and back in time. So <laughs> <laughs> just wait until the past Kevin and uh, future Kevin sexual tension really gets going. Yeah. That's sexy bitch. <laughs> That sexy bitch. But yeah, I'm I'm super I'm super honored that you guys would ask me. I've uh, been I was a fan of Goosebuds, and then I got to be the editor on Goosebuds, and now I'm now I'm a host. So I feel I feel like uh, I felt like an ascended fanboy when I got to edit, and now I feel like whatever level two of that is. So super saying super saying God, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I do have. I do hate to break it to you. You are going to have to clean up Franklin's body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you break it. You you bury it. Yeah, we felt a lot of emotions. We were very close to Franklin, and it would be really sad for us to have to change. <laughs> sure, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna bury him on the nicest hill. You know. Oh, that's nice. You can look yeah. out over the road that he always drove on. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> his lifeless corpse can't. But it, yeah, no, sure, yeah. There's a. <laughs> <laughs> There's an afterlife that Franklin so deeply believed in, and he's going there. Uh, but... <laughs> and I hope that his quiver is full. Oh. And hey, free bus. This episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon supporters. We are compelled to read the Book of Names. Compelled by your generosity. We'd like to thank Hollis Hornbeak, Stefan, Jive Turkey, Kuovara, 
Michael McDowell, Cameron Murphy Audio, Josh Robertson, David Cron, Nathan Dolezal, Mickey C, Mike Lanteri, Clayton C, Elkade, Buddy Morrill, Jim Greaves, Mel Dipson, Sankeith, Joshua Lopez, Danky McStanky, Afshin, Dango Twist, Aaron T. Strunk, Brian Wells, Victor, Zentacles, Stealth Bates, Becca McWilliams, Joseph Miranda, Patrick Reynolds, Scott Colopy, Robert Moon, Jennifer Britton, Jason Crooker, John Keaty, Clay Castle, Miguel Pardo, Christina Doling, Calf, Matt the Half Court Warlock Bachelor, Matthew X Gone Mark the Spot to You, Sniggy, Reinfected, Maddie, Eshak Arafin, Jonas Blotterman, Gregory D. Warren, Alan Saylor, Sam Hash, Cody Redfield, Rich Hillborn, Bradford Coulter. Aiden Alexander Dice, Dylan Vaughn, Low Belly Hate Me, Jar Jar Slinks, Joshua Jacobwitz, Justin Wagman, Chosen One, Cardboard Walk, The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, Levy Thin, Up and Champ, Rug, Jonas Engman, Paul Grasso, Trans Rights, Alicia Grave, Trent Davis, Taylor Dierks, Joe, Remember to Save Early and Often Scott, Molloyster, Brock Graham, Carl, Anthony Kuabara, Joe Gorman, Elusive Koala, Blake Alvarez, Yanni Markovina, Trendy Moron, Space Tiger, Joe, Brooke X, Corey Shelley, Beezus Christ, Christian Van Skeever, Connor Church, Vincent Motica, Luke Noodles, Heath Robinson, Jeremy Lowe, Hugh Bolin, Zam Bambino, Brian Hobgood, Slumlord Onion, Jordan Lockwood, Valhalla Black, Foolish for Deborah. Zach Connor. Patreon underscore donator comma yo. Joe Spooky Digital Ghost Tierney. Tom Whittem. John the Howling Eye Duda. Nicholas Johnson. Nathan Remick. Kevin Hamilton. Divaldi. Andrew Fingers Crossed for a Vaccine by Slinkmas Jadsack. Hey, maybe you got one. I heard they were just throwing them out windows sometimes. Lord Cornwallis. Eric England. Elizabeth Steenland. Cardamom Bercambino. Andrew Evans. Reed Steubendick. Mike Roch, haha, gotcha. It's actually Spencer. Daddy's Happy Apple Boy. Joey Evans. Carewise Gamgee. People named Chad aren't actually like what you assume, so... <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I... I'm into it. I'm here for it. Goon Cahoots. Swaggy Yolo Squire. Cameron Hansen. Carly Sarnowski. Dylan McCann. Buffcat. SNES Chalmers. Sean Minogue. Glenn. Wiggle It. Etonomore. John Pigeon Hat Barber. Yeah, yeah. R.L. Slink. Chip Handsome. Matthew McClellan. Stinklitch. J.R. Chip. The Voyant Claire. Dan. I like that one. That's classy. Baz Gerritsen. Chris Pittman is a bone wizard. Alex Moon, the robot dog. Ben Bohan. Sarah Kemp. Egg Baby. Chili Dish Gambino. Tanya Turtle. Calamity Carl. Jonas Evan Voldson. Bad Vibes Jr. Germ Juice. Nick Johnson. Brett. Adam, you goofed. Stephen Day. Kate and Franklin. Juan Jalapena. Ryan Carroll. Muscles Bear. Jeremy Bowser. Sadie Kitson. Dakota Campion. Keith Halcrow. Timothy Misodoulakis. Chris Keeper of the Mastosphere Nelson. Keep that Mastosphere safe, Chris. Keep it secret. Clay McCarty. Nata S. Say it backwards. Matthew Stevens. Megan McCormick Mason. Ninja Breadman. Parker Lee. Carter Glass. 
Hoodlemon. The underscore venomous underscore viper. Wade Norcross. Hambo. Got little old moi pretty freaked. Raymond Hernandez. Flemily. The Crow Fence. Matthew Sutton. Russell Gore. Patrick Murphy. Wonderskin. Jimmy Soul. Peanutburg. Jeffrey Ohi Kahi. Elliot Thompson III. Kelsey Kinneman. Reminds me of cinnamon. I love it. Nicholas Butler. Xavier Jimenez. Jordan Slamsey. Brendan Arafin. Comfy System. Chris Putricus. Chris, I hope I'm saying your last name right. Let us know. Russell Kastberg. Sunset Streak. Dr. Chocula. Cod Salmon. Liam Neeson's Doe. Michael Mello. Kelly the Barbarian. Dungeon Kappa. Meet Virginia. M-E-A-T. Zach Weir. Milky Nug. Christopher Doey. Adam Muth. Tobias Clark. MC Hamster. Julian Lamendia. Or Julian Lamendia. Tomjeet Munir. George Michael Wham. <laughs> I didn't, expect, didn't see the Wham coming. Just like the band. Didn't see him coming. The Shreknomicon. Michael Kupka. Robert Allen Cook Third. Mike Spaghetti. Jones. Ashley Northup. Dylan Napier. Nicole Watkins. Matthew Higgins. Redemption. Zoranth. Angelo Santone. And we'd like to welcome these new names to the Book of Names. Chris. Welcome new Patreon, Liana Yurenko. Scalafella. I know you. Welcome new patron, 69 Polly Shore 311. It's a dangerous combination of names and numbers, I'll be honest. Ross Short. Welcome new patron, Daniel Cullen. Kenny M. Welcome to the Book of Names. You are immortalized. Until... Someone stops listening to this podcast. I guess it's kind of like it only goes until people keep listening. You're, I mean, you're there. You'll be there. You'll stay there forever, but maybe no one will know. Thank you all so very, very much. We cannot do this show without you. We love you. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you again for another month of your support. We'll be back soon. And guess what? We'll be reading the names together soon. So if you want to update your name to make us say something funny, don't say anything offensive. We will skip over it and we will yell at you if you do that. Just keep it clean. But we will be reading your new names. If you want to make us goof on each other, that's okay. As long as it's not mean. Because we will not be mean to each other. We will we will apologize instantly. So you will not be able to make us be mean to each other. But we will be throwing this together. So get those names updated if you'd like to do that. And the new people in the book of names, you get the right silly names if you want to. That's just a little, little tip for you, new people. Okay, see you next time. Bye-bye. Flypaper. The work of the people. Owned by the people. Supported by the people. Visit flypaper.fm.